Thank you so much for listening to Cheap Heat. As always, Peckerheads, today's show is going to be special. A lot to talk about in the world of sports uh, entertainment uh, and, and, and what the hell is going on in the world and what's going to happen with WrestleMania and, and everything else on the road to WrestleMania. We'll get into all of that. All right, first of all, if you're enjoying Cheap Heat, I need you to just take a few seconds to go rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, spread the word of Cheap Heat, all right? I want this to continue forever. You know we're in a new era yet again, and I need to be able to make this thing pop. All right, so if you haven't rated us in a long time or given us a review, go do it, all right? Wherever you get your podcast from, rate, review, send someone who's never heard the podcast a link, tell them to check it out, all right? And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about something important, all right? I want you to know about sports. I never had to say Katie's podcast. Sports with Katie Nolan, all right? Um, it's awesome. Um, you know Katie at this point. She's hilarious. She's crazy. She is uh, unique. She's one of a kind. She's also still never had me on the podcast, um, but it's amazing. Um, and she does a fantastic job. Literally been friends with her for years. Um, and now she has this great podcast. She has her show on ESPN Plus. But what you want to do is go check out Sports with Katie Nolan. Subscribe today. Check it out. And, and, and you know what? If you talk to her, tell her Cheap Heat sent you. Why not? Yes, sir. We promised you a great man. Oh no, do we not play the, 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 the shoot arrow saw anymore? Oh, come on. Welcome to the shoot arrow. No, welcome Mom. to the shoot no. arrow. Ba- welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we not play it? We play it anyway. All right. Today is the beginning. Oh. Of the shoot arrow. Today is the end of, of the shoot arrow. Bring it on. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to do today. We have guests. We have uh, just a lot happening. So before we get to our guests, I just want to give a shout out to our good friends at Hims. right? I've been telling you guys about Hims for a minute and um, the great stuff they do over at Hims. And if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you do. Um, I just got a package from them this week, actually, with some amazing vitamins, some uh, some health Stuff, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of like a, an upgraded vitamin C, delicious, uh, gummy vitamin. Um, I got one that's really good for sleep, one that improves heart, uh, quality. So whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's hair loss, skin care, general wellness, sexual wellness, whatever it may be, go over to forhims.com, okay? If you go over to forhims.com slash cheap, um, they will hook you up, all right? 
So head on over there right now. It's super easy. No awkward doctor appointments or questionnaires in front of people. You get to do it all online. It's super easy. Forhims.com slash cheap. All right. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician. Online consultation who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember that's forhims.com slash cheap and they will hook you up with an amazing amazing program now speaking of amazing program we have an amazing program coming up right now this edition of cheap heat um march 22nd madison square garden they are doing one of my favorite things the the daytime 3 p.m bell time uh house show at the garden and it's going to be special because there's going to be a full dx reunion um at the garden so why not bring uh, bring on a, a founding member of DX? We have Road Dog here joining the program today. What up, man? How are you, dog? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I wanted to talk to you briefly about forhims.com because uh, <laughs> some of that sexual wellness, like I took one of those, it got stuck in my neck. I had a stiff neck for weeks. Anyway, <laughs> you can uh, be sure and tip your waitresses. Uh, be, so, have you ever no, considered man, you should be an endorser for a, for a product like that? I, I feel like I feel like I could use some of that vitamin C right about now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Hey, it's good to be on here. I appreciate you giving me the time. And it is uh uh, three o'clock matinee show there at Madison Square Garden. And we're going to do what we've done so many times before. It's just been a long time since we've done it. And that's take over Madison Square Garden, Degeneration X style. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, listen, there's a lot of, a lot of history for you guys in, in that building. Um, how cool is it when something like this comes together? I mean, you're, you're at this point living the producer life. You know, you're not, um, thinking about being on camera on a regular basis. And when something like this pops up, um, how, how excited do you get? Well, so look, I get the truth of the matter is I get really excited because I get to, you know, I work with Sean and Hunter down here at NXT. I don't get to see X-Pac as much as I'd like to. So it's a cool opportunity, uh, for us to get together. But of course, being out in front of the fans, uh, I'm not exactly, what the kids call in shape. So, uh, so I'm old and I got a beard like Santa Claus and I'm fat as mud, but I'm 50 and I'm happy in my life. You know what I mean? So I'll get, o- I'll get over the, uh, the fact that I'm fat, but, uh, it's just really a good time. You know what I mean? That's, and look, I, I kind of feel like that's what DX brought to you from the get go was just, we're going to have a good time and you're allowed to have it with us. Um, so that's what we're going to do at MSG. You know, and it's also not just, you know, DX being there is cool, but man, it's a super card for Raw. The main event is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, and I understand some of our NXT talent is going to be there as well. Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Um, so, man, it's kind of a stacked card from top to bottom. I'm kind of well, and I'll tell you what. It. I'll tell you what. When 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 people like that, when the Rhea Ripleys and Bianca Belairs get their opportunity at the Garden, I've seen this before with NXT talent. It's a real great opportunity for them. Um, you know what it's like in that building. There's something different. About, and, and I'm being particular here. There's something different about even the non-televised energy in that building. And I've really seen NXT talent and young talent sort of get a glimpse of what their future might be, um, when they come out there at the garden. Do you, like, is that just me being someone who lives in this town and overhypes it? Or is there really sort of a different feel to that sort of, uh, non-televised New York crowd? No, there's definitely a different a different feel about it, and there always has been. Look, that's why the WWE has always been so closely connected with Madison Square Garden is because it is electric, and it is something that is very eye-opening to a young talent uh, to walk down that aisle and hear their music for the first time and then look up and see, holy mackerel, there's a million New Yorkers in here, it feels like, and they're always loud and raucous, and so it's fun. There's a couple of buildings like that. Uh, like I love Rosemont in Chicago, uh, the SeaTac. Uh, out in Seattle used to be really good. So there's a few venues that you kind of remember, uh, but the garden, something special, man, always has been. So you, you talked about Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And, you know, one of the things that I think is really fun about the time we're in right now in wrestling is watching these NXT talents and they get to have their, their, uh, uh, their own run in NXT. And then you get to watch what happens when, they get on Raw or SmackDown. And obviously that story is different for a lot of people. And, you know, one of the things I talk about very often is that sometimes what people think works for a character and what does work for a character in uh, NXT 
does not necessarily translate when they're on Raw or SmackDown for whatever reason. Um, it feels like with the two names you just mentioned, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, I may be wrong, but to me it really feels like very little would have to be done to have them work in a big way on Raw or SmackDown. Do you feel the same way? I feel the exact same way. And, I, and I, what you're talking about is a very real thing. Um, and look, if you ask the the ardent wrestling fan, they're not going to see the difference and don't realize there's a difference. But look, there's on Mondays and Fridays, you're, you're communicating with the masses and, and it's a different, different kind of fan. Like the hardcores are going to tune in, but, but there's a different fan, maybe a family member that doesn't, you know, go on the internet all the time and follow it so closely is, is just going there with their kids and stuff and are tuning in with their kids. So I can give you a perfect example. Elias. Oh, yeah. Elias. Nobody. Gave a poop about Elias when he was here at NXT, and he's a huge WWE superstar now. Like, uh, like you know, you know his name, you know his stick, and so it's just one example of sometimes things don't work here, and and we literally say it in, inside of closed doors, like, oh, they'll be great on the main roster, they'll be great on Raw, they'll be great on SmackDown, but they're not so much appreciated. Uh, at NXT, and that's just that's a real thing, man. But no, I, back to your point, I agree with you 100%. Rhea Ripley is larger than life. Like, there's something about a, a strong, beautiful young woman who's confident and and a badass and carries herself as such. And then uh, Bianca Belair is such a true star and a great person. Like her. Her personality just screams from you. All she needs is more of an opportunity to be on the microphone because we saw some gold here recently when they were she was running under Rhea and Charlotte, um, and it was like, oh man, I'd love to, I'd love to give her some more opportunities. So, so that's probably going to be in her future. Yeah, I, soon. One thing that I was really taken aback by with Bianca was, is that you can easily like Rhea. I feel like you always you it's you always notice how imposing she is. With Bianca, I kind of didn't realize how imposing she was until I saw her work with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, and I was like, oh, Bianca is a totally feasible opponent for someone who is of, of many different sizes and statures, uh, including on like the biggest end. And I guess I just didn't really realize that during her ascent. You obviously know she's an incredible athlete. She's in great shape. But I guess I just didn't realize her overall strength and how credible she looked until I saw her with those other girls. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. And she's a young, beautiful woman, too, who literally smokes everybody down here at the NXT uh, combine when they do those combine of strength tests and everything. She is far and above every other woman and some of the men when it comes to her strength. And so it's, it's, it's mind blowing what kind of shape she's in and has been since she was a young, young woman. So uh, yeah, she, man, her future's so bright. She needs to wear some shades because she's, her and Rhea both are stars, and they're not even in the making. They're stars right now. They just have been hidden behind some clouds, and uh, those clouds are about to part ways, man. And you're going to see them rise to a whole new level. Have you had any conversations with Finn since he uh, went down to NXT and 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 sort of got I don't want to say resuscitated, but to a certain you know to a certain degree, Finn's one of those guys who is so incredibly talented. When he showed up on on Raw, he was an absolute megastar, and for whatever reason, it started getting to a point where it didn't matter quite the same way. And the second he showed up at NXT, he just it's like life was breathed into him. Have you had any conversations with him, and and what do you make of what he's done down there? Yeah, yeah, look, I do believe, yes, I have had a lot of conversations with him. He loves being here, and that matters a ton. When your music hit and you walk out the, uh, out the curtain, if you are, like, really jazzed about doing your job, it comes through. And so I think that plays a, a role, even though if it's a small role. But I also think, uh, also in Raw and SmackDown, like it's it's a daunting task, no matter what anybody thinks. It's a daunting task to put on two hours, three hours of live television every week and throw eighteen pay per views in the mix too uh, a year, you know, and 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 kind of keep everybody on the front burner. So while something's hot and you move a move a puzzle piece here, one puzzle piece might get moved to the background. It's a little easier uh, at NXT to stay singularly focused on one talent or another. Uh, 
just because it's a smaller group. You know what I mean? Like literally it's individual attention, like just like a smaller classroom with a teacher. It's individual mm-hmm. attention that really makes somebody shine. So I think it, there's a lot of different uh, reasons for that. But I know he's loving what, what he's doing here. And uh, and I'm loving what he's doing here too. You know what I mean? When he cuts some of those kind of cutting edge promos where it's almost, I guess, pipe bomb. It's used a lot, but it's kind of dirt cheap, uh, smart. You know, inside baseball promos like that to me is always cool because it's it's biting and the people that know know and the people that don't know at least know it's an insult, you know. But uh, but I loved when he started cutting the promos because Finn didn't get a lot of talking time up there on Raw and SmackDown. No. And, and that's what I feel like we're giving him here and it's really helping his character out a lot. What can you tell us about a young talent uh, that just got down there named Simone Johnson? So I have had the opportunity to actually work with her a little bit. And look, while she's really young, she's a Samoan. And have you ever met one that couldn't work? You know what I mean? She, they have rhythm. They have timing. They have presence. They uh, her, her in-ring presence is far and uh, above like a lot of people that I see coming in here. And I don't know if that's because of who her dad is or what, but like it's, it's something that you can't really teach. And she kind of has it. But again, I've never seen it. We just, we just had a, a quasi tryout here today and there was a Samoan kid and I asked Steve Regal, I said, Oh, have you seen this kid work? And uh, Steve said, do I have to? And I thought, <laughs> man, that's really apropos for, for watching any of those Polynesians go because think about it. There ain't been one that couldn't work that I've ever known. You know what I mean? And I'd love to share the ring with all of them. Now, have you, did you have any conversations with Rocky? I know he was down there and obviously you guys have worked together for a very long time. So any conversations with Dwayne specifically about his daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent a little time down here and look, it's not like I stay in touch with him because he's got a job and I'm scraping for nickels, you know, but uh, (laughs) that's not exactly true, but I don't talk to him a lot, but I did get to spend the day with him that day uh, and talk a lot. And he made sure to make the point to me, Hey, don't treat her specially, you know, special because she's my kid. I want her to train just like everybody else trains. And so that's exactly what she does, man. She trains hard and she's putting in the work. And then honestly, the, the decision will be made when it's time to make that decision. Is she, is she good enough or, or, or is she not? And from what I'm seeing this early on, she's definitely good enough. So it's, it's, uh, eye-opening to see that the legacy continues with the Polynesian entertainers, you know. Did you, uh, what do you, what do you remember, uh, about working with, uh, Rocky back in the day? And how, did you, what did you, what did like the boys think of The Rock, um, when he sort of emerged as a talent? Cause as we know, it didn't stick at first for him as a character. Uh, what did you guys think of him as, as a person and as a talent when he first showed up? So I'll give you a little, is this a podcast or are we on the radio? No, no, we're on the podcast. You do whatever you need. Okay. So, so, so I'll tell a little truthful story and, and, and go back a little ways if we have a moment. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I, I, I worked in uh, Memphis when, when Rocky worked in Memphis and he was flex Cavana at the time, but he was getting paid like 500 bucks a week to work down there in the quasi developmental system of Memphis territory. And I was just working in the Memphis territory, I wouldn't signed or anything. So I would always treat him really disrespectfully and tell everybody like he's getting paid all this money to be down here. We're busting our butts and blah, blah, blah. So I, me and Jamie Dundee one time went to meet him. We were going to ride with him from Memphis to Louisville and he had a nice car and we had this little raggedy, you know, whatever it was. So we were going to ride with him the six hour drive to make the town for $40. And, uh, and when we got there, he said, Oh, you can't smoke in my car. And we were like, Oh, well, we're not going to drive six hours without smoking. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're so, like, if so this we, is, excuse yeah. me, this is the uh, mid nineties. Of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was the mid nineties too. And so we got back into the little piece of crap car and drove and he had to drive by himself. Uh, bless his heart. But, but, but that's just where my mind was at the time. So when he first got up there, like, look, I was, and I'll, this is a, a different story on my personal journey was I always was jealous of him because I thought, I fancied myself the good talker. Mm-hmm. He could talk. I, I I fancied myself the good worker. He could work. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't fancy myself as was a body guy, and he was that too. You know what I mean? So yep. he was all that in a bag of chips, and I was just one share short. And so I thought, like, you know what, up this guy's butt. So I treated him harshly uh, when we were both kind of – well, we were both kind of up and coming, and then we both kind of – 
hit a level and then he hit a totally new level. Um, but once I got clean and sober, he was one, literally one of the first people I went back to and made amends and said like, man, I treated you horrible. And, and he, uh, treated me with such respect. Like I'll never forget him just saying, dude, it's all good. You know what I mean? It took a lot of courage for you to come talk to me. Like it was so, he was humble about it, even though he was already a huge paid action star. You well, know and, what I mean? and, so, and even though you were the person who had been humbled and he, then, but he was humble in reaction to that. Oh yeah, 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 and that that meant so much to me because look, I when you're making those amends and you're working some kind of program of recovery and you go to somebody and say I'm sorry or I you know I got to clean up my side of the street, it's for me. Yep. Uh, I can't control or get tied down in how they react. Yep. But it was so cool that he was so gracious. You know what I mean? It just made it so much easier and so much made me feel so much better. And so. I feel like I'm kind of in his debt, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so look, that doesn't tell you, but we all we all had our fun with him when he was Rocky Maivia and the hair and the pineapple head, and the, you know what I mean? Like we all had our fun with him. But then what he became was undeniable, man. What he became was great body, great talker, good worker. Like you couldn't deny that he had had it all. And so, you must again, if it was if there was any recourse, it was jealousy, especially on my behalf. You must offer such a valuable. Um, uh, role. This is such a valuable role for young talent to have, not only in terms of learning the wrestling side of it, but because you went through what you went through in your development as a person. Like one thing that's not talked about, and it, it is so prevalent in this business. In in all, let's be honest, in every form of entertainment, that's all I can speak to. But certainly in wrestling, as much as radio or the any of the other fields I've been in, professional jealousy is a real. It's a it can be a crippling problem. And given what you went through and the path that you took, you must have a real clear vision of that. Is that something you're able to impart on this these young talents to help them avoid those pitfalls? So I don't have classes where I or periods of instruction where I talk to them about that, but it's always one of the first things I I cover uh, because I do feel if they're young and I've made mistakes and I learn from them, can that can I try to help them not make the same mistakes? But but I totally uh, am an open book when it comes to that kind of stuff to the younger talent and especially the professional jealousy because it also is non. Uh, conducive to uh, production, you know what I mean? Like yes. it, it can be crippling, and it can cause you to make huge, huge errors in judgment with your professional life. You know what I mean? Like I just, just oh, I don't want to work with this guy, or I don't want to do, but all because of personal feelings. So just now at fifty, do I have to delineate between? Wait, do I not want to write this person into a story because I don't like them, or because they're not worthy? You know what I mean? And that sounds even harsh saying that, but like I, I have to learn to separate my feelings from good business even though i've been doing it for so long just because i did it so wrong for so long before this you know but it's yeah no i impart as much of that wisdom as i can on the talent i come in contact with because i i do think the better the human being the better the uh the talent the better the superstar the more productive for the company you know i mean what a, what a, i got if i could have if i could have tw- i'm 40 if i could have at 21 22 had someone start getting in my own head about the the professional jealousy and how and how bad a thing it could be i, I could have been say yeah so many mistakes you make it, as a result of it and i think it's something people don't like to talk about because using the word jealous implies vulnerability and, and no yeah. one, no one wants to no one wants to admit that there could be someone they're even friends with that they feel jealousy for. Um, so I think that's, it's great to, you're, that, that rock story really interested me. And by the way, hearing this from you, dog, it doesn't surprise me that you've had that path because from the first second I ever saw you backstage at, when I started working with the company, you know, you were someone who I did not know who always was friendly to me every single time I ever saw you. And so it doesn't surprise me that that's a part of your journey, but I'm appreciative of it. You always made me yeah, feel, no, made me feel welcome. Man. Thank you. And look, that being accepting and, and honest with yourself is difficult too. But looking back in retrospect at the mistakes I made and the, and the things I did right, you know what I mean? I'm not just a total screw up, uh, <laughs> but pretty close to one. But, but being honest with myself and being able to accept like, yeah, that was, I took part in that bad 
predicament. You know what I mean? Like I played a role in that and now I either have to make it right or I have to learn from that and don't do it again. You know what I mean? And that's, that takes, it takes some courage and some manhood. I wish I would have become a man before I turned 42, but it (laughs) it took me the trip I had to go on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, listen, the journey for road dog continues Sunday, March 22nd at Madison square garden. And like you said, great card top to bottom with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton there at the top, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair be there. Tons of superstars on the road to WrestleMania. 3 p.m. bell, one of my favorite things, the matinee show at the Garden. Uh, Road Dog, anytime you want to join the podcast, the invitation is always out, my friend. Hey, man, thank you so much, and thanks for having me today. And please, everybody, come out and see the old bastards one more time. Uh, And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Yep, thank you, man. Have a good one. Yep. There he is. There he is. That is uh, the great road dog. That was fun. I did not think we'd take that path of sort of serious. Like, A, I didn't know we'd go so NXT deep. I thought we'd just talk old um, DX stories. But then it, it sort of seemed like the more relevant way place to go and got to some serious stuff as well. That was fun. And uh, uh, before we move on and bring on Stack Guy Greg and get to the rest of the program, if you will, um, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Indeed. Yes, shout out to our friends at Indeed, okay? If you have a hiring process, you got questions, all right? Are you going to find good applicants? Where are you going to find these applicants to choose from, all right? What about education, experience, all right? How will you know you've made the right hire? Well, Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity, and you can post a job in minutes, and you can uh, use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast, all right? Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicant's abilities. Super easy, all right? Their library of over 50 skills tests ranges from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed will give you smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash CheapHeat, okay? Indeed.com slash CheapHeat and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash cheap heat. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. All right, well, of course, a big a big thank you one more time to Road Dog for calling in. And listen, I, at this moment, hard for me to see. I mean, every event has been, in the time since I recorded with Road Dog a little while ago to now, and we'll bring in the lawyer here in a second. Every single I mean, New York has banned public gatherings. So I can't imagine that that show on March 22nd is likely to occur. But at least we got a phone call with Road Dog. So uh, I'll take it. And uh, maybe yeah. things maybe things change. But SGG, as we bring on SGG here, n- nothing's happening in New York anymore, right? Yeah, no. New York, they shut down Broadway. Um, no teams are playing. Gatherings of over 500, a band. Welcome uh, to the sick capacity. era, baby. Yeah. The capacity, the legal capacity for venues have been cut by 50% across the board. So it's not looking, it's not looking like that house show is going to go ahead as planned. I mean, if, if Dolan and Vince have their way, it will, but it seems as if the government officials all over the country, but especially in New York, are stepping into to sort of shut down. Man, I, I really, big events. for for a minute, I thought there was going to be a really huge opportunity for the XFL to stay on. And my, yeah. my logic was they, they could have pulled off the empty stadiums pretty easily considering they, a lot of their state, only a few of their stadiums really did big numbers. Although I do think one of them was Seattle. But um, I thought maybe they could have, tested everyone, you know, tested all the players involved and then done an empty stadium game and then been the only thing on TV, which would have been cool um, if it was possible. But uh, now the season has been canceled. So, you know, it's really what a tough break this is. Um, Poor XFL. <laughs> I mean, of all the L's to take that happened in sports, <laughs> they, they they may have taken the worst L in sports. By, yeah. because they're a fledgling, fledgling league, league. You cannot, you know, and, and, and they were doing okay. Second crack at it too. Yep. And it was doing okay. 
you know, um, they were getting, they were getting some viewers and I really think they would have at least hung out for another season, um, this time around. Um, and now who knows if it's possible now, now Greg, there is a thought though here. I wonder if it's possible. I wonder if by shutting down the season halfway through in a weird way, you also save some money and it gives you a chance to try it again next season. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But obviously there are other events. But then again, I don't know what they lost also. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a delicate balance. And so. But, of course, that is not the only. um, Well, let's set the table here in general. So I started this podcast yesterday, which was Thursday. Things had already started to get really crazy Wednesday. Wednesday was really. Wednesday was really the day where you felt our lives change emphatically, like in the course of one day. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, you know, you guys have been talking about this on your morning show from the beginning for a while now. And I listened in one day, and I think I texted you, like, sort of proudly, not scared, not prepared, because you were doing a poll. Oh, yeah, exactly. Are you prepared? Yeah. Not scared, not prepared. So now um, I've moved completely in the other direction. I am, I am definitely afraid and also getting prepared because this is getting out of hand. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say this. I definitely want to talk wrestling today. I do not. We will not. They do, need us to. No, they, I, know, I know everyone needs us to do it. And listen, the Road Dog interview was great. Um, loved getting to talk at talk NXT with him and, and also get some history. And so that was nice. That was 20 minutes of just no thought about coronavirus. And we will get to the pay per view elimination chamber and, uh, everything that's going on. But, uh, a couple of things. First of all, I just want to say separately, um, you know, before we talk about the implications in terms of coronavirus and the wrestling business, I just want to say separately as an aside that it's really important, I think, that people stay positive and understand that these things happen. Um, it may seem insane and like it hasn't been quite like this before. And yes, we are living, living a different time, um, with different access and a different news cycle. And this is scary, but I do want to be clear. Like we have to have faith in each other. Um, as humans, you know, and as Americans, that we are not going to lose our minds. Cause SGG, I saw videos like the one of the people at the, at the Target in Harlem. And the line out the door, down the block, and people buying up everything. Guys, we're gonna have supplies. Okay. And even in China and Italy, when things got completely shut down, People were still going to grocery stores and pharmacies. We, we, You do not have to buy six months worth of stuff. Have a little bit of faith. I know you may not have faith in me in leadership, and that is more than your prerogative. But I do have faith in, in humanity and in the infrastructure of the country that goes a level beyond current leadership. It's just it is what it is. There are things that have been put in place here that with all the negative things you could have to say and you want to complain – I think will keep us okay. And I really just have faith. I, Greg, to me, the scariest thing is when people start over panicking, like that yeah. you, you can instantly see how bad things could get if people let the panic just take over them. That's what I was going to say too. I was going to piggyback on your comments and just tell the listeners, um, you know, listen to Rosenberg because I'm definitely panicking. <laughs> so that's that's my contribution to. to oh, that was super helpful. That was coronavirus. No, I I just listen. It's it's absolutely scary. And listen, I I, I did a shopping trip the other day because my fridge was empty. I I got groceries. Bear has food. Um, you know, but listen, be smart, be mindful, keep six feet away from people if you can. Wash your hands thoroughly. Stay home when you can. You know, you don't need to do excess stuff right now. It's just not the time. If if you were planning on smoking hookah uptown this weekend, you're not going to. Yeah, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. So whatever activities, you guys know I enjoy a nice uh, sip of some Jack Daniels as an adult beverage. I got a bottle of Jack. Matter of fact, I think I have two different kinds of Jack because they sent me one this week. Shout out to Jack Daniels. 
Got a couple different bottles of Jack. Got got some uh, diet ginger ale, some diet coke. I can make myself a beverage and get some Netflix, some WWE Network, and and set up shop as best you can. And I I know there's some people that may not have that option and will have to work and and be out of their house a lot. And for those people, do the absolute best you can to stay clean and stay distant. Um, but we have seen historically, and it just happened in Taiwan, I believe. That if you commit to social distancing and, and, and keeping your space, this thing will fade and you can get control of it. So, uh, I, I think people should prepare for some scary news. Like we'll probably find out no one's really allowed to go anywhere. You need to stay home if you're not working or if you're not essential. Don't be scared of that. That's going to end up being the key to this thing getting solved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Sh- shout out to the introverts who would do that anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just sit at home I, I, for like. How much do I really want to go out? And... I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I was telling Crystal like, if this gets bad, I know myself. I know I can handle like a good solid month in the crib. Yeah, exactly. So listen, it's yeah, it's going to be weird for a while, but um, everyone stay cool. It's going to be okay. And and the most important thing. We have a lot of people with a life and with a child listening. It doesn't kill children. I mean, it, it, knock on wood, this is children are, are, there are children who have contracted it a tiny percentage, but this is not a particular danger to children. If that was the case, we'd be looking at a much different circumstance. So right. I think it's important for us to remember the silver lining here that your children um, you know, you still want to be careful and they can still carry it, but your children are not in imminent danger. That's so important. Let's look at that silver lining. Let's remember that and let's try to have some fun. And, and we'll, we'll now pivot from that into the WrestleMania conversation, SGG. And, um, listen, I have no problem. I know that there are a lot of the typical WWE haters who are just going to be waiting and waiting and yelling. When is Vince McMahon going to cancel? He has to. He's evil, blah, blah, blah. I have no problem with him hanging on as long as he can. You got to do what you can. They're going to end yeah. up, if they have to do it, they're going to. But he, this isn't the NBA season. They weren't scheduled to do WrestleMania next week. It's April 5th. So if everything gets restored somehow, it's March, what today is the 13th or 14th? Today's the 13th. Today's the 13th. If two weeks from today, things are going the other direction and people feel good, I don't know. Maybe you keep They're it. They're going to be happy to have WrestleMania. They'll be happy to have that trip. And, you know, so I don't have a problem with him waiting. And I, you can, everyone can say, oh, the shoot arrow is over. The shoot arrow is finished. Obviously, he's back there. That's why he's saying it. I would have said it no matter what. Why do you have to rush to cancel it? You have to figure out what the plan is. So I'm sure they're working on contingencies and being like, all right, what do we do here? Is there a world in which they push it to summer? You know, which is, which is what I imagine they would do. Or do they consider an empty stadium? But I don't have a problem with them holding on. Uh, do you? Yeah, empty stadium. I don't have a problem with them holding off, um, right now. Because, like you said, things could turn around. They certainly have enough time for things to turn around. Um, it was definitely a bit of an optimistic approach to it. Yes, to, for sure try and wait and see what happens because like i just said if, if things turn around and then we get some normalcy back entertainment's going to be the first thing that everybody turns to it's going to be like your wrestlemanias your broadway shows you know a movie your favorite restaurant like those are going to be the things especially if social distancing is the thing we're going to want that that camaraderie and being around each other so you know if we're able to get this under control in a couple of weeks which is Super optimistic, I'll admit. Super. But that'll be, those will be the things that people, people look forward to. Um, but then a, a summertime mania doesn't sound bad, you know? No, no, I think that would be fine. I would have zero issue with a June, you know, a June, uh, WrestleMania. I think it's doable. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do moving forward here. Um, SmackDown has officially been moved to the PC, so that is now must-see TV tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, just to see what the feel of it, cause I mean, NXT was there, but it's, it's NXT, right? It's WWE show, or the, 
with their, you know, USA Network budget, but like Fox, the Fox bag getting the show at the Performance Center, you got to see what that looks like. I'm very interested in tonight. I think it becomes super must-see. And also, how do they address it? Like, yeah, I don't know. This show doesn't live in a bubble. In a bubble, you know, wrestling. One of the things that's cool about wrestling is, on some level, it's it's what's happening in the world. And so the idea of, you know, is Roman Reigns gonna come out and say something? Is it something that's simply handled by commentary? Um, very curious to see what they do in terms of. I mean, listen, we are in just. 100% unique times that we've never been yeah. in before. And John Cena was scheduled. Is he going to come? Like, you know, you know, like if he shows up, he has something to say. Whew. I tell you what, boy. What a time. It is a crazy time. And speaking of crazy times, I want to give a huge shout out. This is very important. At some point, you're going to want to go to an event again. And when you go to that event, how are you going to get tickets? I'll tell you how. Vivid seats, baby. Everything's guaranteed. They have an awesome rewards program. They have tickets to every kind of event imaginable. If WrestleMania happens, boom, you get your tickets to Vivid Seats. If uh, whenever, whenever it does come back and you're able to go to live events again, this is the way to do it. Vivid Seats. Download the app. It's super easy. And the first time you shop, use the promo code ESPN25. They will give you 10% off your next order, okay? So whatever event it is you're trying to get to, this is the way to do it. Go to the App Store. Um, go ahead and get that. You know what I'm saying? Google Play, whatever you want. Just get that Vivid Seats app. Use the code ESPN25, all right? So uh, yeah, That was such a Jericho-esque transition, but this is the show era, so I'm going to say I loved it. You know what? It's a great point. We're in the middle of the safe era, aka the shill era. So you got to do what you got to do. I didn't say go to the yeah, top. Of, go to the top of the page. <laughs> do we have a page that we could put that link at the top I, of? I don't even know if I have a page to go to the top of. <laughs> oh man! So um, SGG, let's move on from WrestleMania. Uh, by the way, AEW will be canceled next week at in in Newark. Yeah, it was supposed to be here. Um, and Rochester too. They were going to reveal the exalted one. So, so by the way, what what's going to happen with AEW? Has anyone heard? I do not know. I mean, hopefully, this doesn't hurt them too much, right? Because I'm hoping that they have enough capital to like keep it going. I mean, WWE has a performance center. It would be it would be nice if AEW had a facility that they could use, and maybe. Maybe uh, Tony Khan can can work something out that they can at least film some stuff. Um, maybe yeah. at the Hardy Compound. I don't know, <laughs> but you don't, you would hate to see them lose all all of their momentum because I mean WWE has been around for a long time. They're going to be all right. They got they probably have enough capital to float for a couple of weeks if if this starts to hit everybody in the pockets. But um, AEW is a brand new company, so and, and by they, the way. They need it. And by the way, um, important bit of info. Um, tell us about what's going on with Matt Hardy. You referenced him. I, I honestly, I have no idea because I mean, I watch the wrestling stuff that's on TV, so I know there's there's some YouTube things happening. Uh, free the delete, you know, being the elite, all kinds of things. There's some speculation that he's going to pop up in AEW, um, and be revealed as the leader of the Dark Order. There's also some speculation that that could be Luke Harper. Um, people were hoping to find out on next week's edition of AEW, but we'll see We'll see what, what happens. We'll see how that plans out. Hopefully they figure out a way to still move forward. I thought there was a review. video, though, that All Out in, like basically said he is going to AEW. He, there was a video... Um, it showed the Young Bucks pull up yes. to the Hardy compound. Yes. And so, I mean, without saying it, they definitely said, like, he's he's going to AEW. Now, in what role? I don't know. Now, also, I haven't I haven't watched all of AEW. I'm excited to kind of dial in this weekend. Um, what uh, 
Did, was there a return per, uh, per appearance from Jake the Snake? Um, I also have not watched AEW. Oh, Jesus. I have not. What, I mean, listen, that's your, you're the AEW. No, no, was, show. no, was. You were. Was the AEW guy. In fact, in fact, a lot of people were complimenting last week. They were like, okay, I can get down with this new era now that SGG is paying attention to AEW. You lasted one week? It was the pay-per-view. What do you want? Of course I lasted the pay-per-view. I, who was going to miss that? Who was going to miss that? But I will say this. Jake did Snake did say that he was going to be on this edition of AEW and that he was bringing a friend um, to watch Cody. So AEW, when it comes to what's going to happen in these stories, they they advertise and they fulfill the they 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 live up to the advertisements. So and look, here we go. Thank you, Up Rocks with Spandex. Um, there you go, Lance Archer. He, yes, he showed up with Lance Archer. Who the hell is Lance Archer? Should watched, I know him? Um, I don't know him very well. I'm not familiar with his work. They're gonna, the indie marks are going to hate me for it. Let's hear it. Let's listen. That's Lance Archer, ladies and gentlemen. Those who might not know, he is a big stallion, a blue chipper, no doubt, alongside Jake Roberts, who heard last week that his appearance, his debut here. Well, you know he's a blue chipper. Um. Anyways, I, I do apologize, guys. Uh, there has been a lot going on this week. This week. Um, Listen, this is the week to forgive us for for dropping the ball on it, okay? I know, especially Wednesday. Wednesday was a very distracting day, but I, I I watched like pieces of it. I just haven't watched the whole thing. So SGG, from a wrestling standpoint, this week, um, let's focus on elimination chamber, and uh, let's give some. Yes, that I was there for. Let, oh That's yeah, first of all, first of all, how were your seats? They were wonderful. They were they were they were major. Um, yeah, sh- shout out to my guy Justin. Row. Yeah, you got you. Yeah, were, those... Shout out to Justin. Second row. You were lit. And then the beautiful thing about those seats is the first row was practically empty, so unobstructed view of all the action. Wait, so, um, oh, because a lot of times they put, like, special people in the front row and they come in right. and out. So, wait, and did you also right. take the chair home? Of course. Of course we did. Did you, now, did you bring Crystal or a friend? I brought Crystal. She was very excited to take the chair home. Was she into it? Did she enjoy? Was that the best seat she's ever been in? No, because we—I mean, it's as good as the best seats we've ever been in. We've been front row before. She's had this experience, like house shows and things like that. Yeah, she's she's used to it. In fact, I don't know if I can can even take her back to the upper. No, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, you can't. Just once you sit her. that close to a year, like in the ring, can it's you very go hard. Back up? It's going. I'm a man of the people, so I can always go go up anywhere. But you know, no, you can go visit them. But you ain't gonna stay there. Once you've been exactly, <laughs> I can visit. Right. You'll visit and say but, hello, uh, and then go back to your seat. Um, who's her favorite? Who does Crystal pop for these days? Yeah, she was very into the Street Profits. And, and very into the Street Profits. And you guys got cups? Of course. Oh yeah, I still have my cup. Wow, that's mage. Still, still, still have my. Now, cup. now, did someone come give you the red solo cup in advance? Yeah, they did. Uh, and uh, as soon as I saw the red solo cup. I started to get uncontrollably hyped. She didn't realize what was happening. I had to let her know, like, yo, th- these cups, they mean one thing. <laughs> and are they are they are they giving out just proper red solo cups, like from CVS? Yeah, they are. So now it looks weird. I just have like a proper red solo cup souvenir that I got from a from a WWE event. But well, don't worry. I, I have a I have a random crumpled up Miller Light can somewhere. So. So you get it. I totally get it. You get it. Um, and 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 in general, um, I mean, first of all, can we just give? Well, first of all, let me say how fun it was to be back. I really enjoyed it. Um, loved getting to do the kickoff show again. Enjoyed being with Coach Charlie and and my boy David Otunga, and getting to do some work with uh, Ruby and and our truth. By the way, I love how much people make fun of wrestling. And you know, it's, it's fake, you know. I don't know if you know, you know, it's fake. And then you read, right. you read all the comments on the video I posted of the the bit that r Truth did, calling me Sam Roberts. Yeah, every they, sing- they buy, yeah, they they, get every work. single person took it at face value. It was they were completely worked. Sorry, but r Truth is a great performer too, though. That is true. 
He's hilarious. And that was completely hilarious. Now, I thought also I love Ruby Riot, just such a cool person. Um an entertaining wrestler, but can we give Daniel Bryan his flowers, man? Yeah. That opening match. Whew. Daniel Amazing. Bryan and Drew Gulak. That that was Now you saw the replay of Daniel Bryan almost breaking his neck, right? Yeah. I I mean, I saw it. I saw it live. I was like, "Yo, this was the perfect place for this, though. Like for Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan to go down because Drew Gulak's from the Philadelphia area, um, and yeah, Daniel Bryan helped make him. Like he was already made, but that match, the next level, great. Um, was the crowd super into it in person? Yeah, yeah, of course they were super into Drew. Daniel Bryan was the heel um, in that section, just because everybody was cheering for Drew. They heard Philadelphia, and it was over for Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Um, But what? Yeah. seriously, isn't that exactly why Daniel Bryan came back? This is why he came back. He he is yep. not he is not here to, to, win, to win more titles. I'm sure he could, and I'm sure he'd have fun if that's what he did. But the truth is, you know he is as pure as it gets. He is here to give back to the business. And getting to give Drew Gulak an opportunity to have a friggin' four and a half star match, whatever you want to call it, on a pay per view. That's why Daniel Bryan is out here, you know, risking his body again because mm-hmm. he cares about this business that much and cares about the craft. And what, what a, like, one day you'll be, we'll be watching this back and you'll go, yo, you remember that Daniel Bryan drew Gulak at Elimination Chamber? It's going to sound so random, like, oh yeah, that random classic that happened. Um, yeah, because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was a random classic. Especially how it was thrown together, too. Like, Drew Gulak would, would watch him and evaluate him, and then a few days before, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be in Philadelphia. Let's see what you got. And he he sort of made Drew Gulak. If, if there's anybody in the back or anybody in the audience or anybody anywhere that doubted Drew Gulak before this match, they um they're definitely paying attention right now. Yep, that's exactly why you do what you do uh when you're Daniel Bryan. So, I loved it. Um dope. Now, um what else were your favorite things about Elimination Chamber and what was the general reaction to the pay-per-view? So, the pay-per-view I felt like it was getting a good reaction up until the end, but I have to say I liked the end. Um Shayna Baszler just just tore through everyone. Um, but she said she would do it. <laughs> so that's what I liked about it. She, she did not mince her words. She said she was going to chew through, um, all the other women in the chamber. And then she came in. If I, if I, if they had asked me and I was on the booking committee, I would have had to come in, um, at five and do it rather than do the little bit with, uh, with Liv in the ch- in the cage and like looking worried, I would have just had Shayna come in at five, so that way we get the riot squad stuff that they've been sort of building at, and then go from there. But sh- to have her come in and just choke everybody out, basically, not even basically, that's exactly what happened, and get the win, and then go on to WrestleMania like she said she would in dominant fashion, I thought was perfect because. She's not just another woman um, that's going to go face Becky Lynch. She's a threat. She's a real threat, and she needs to be taken as such. And part of doing that is let her go out there and just, to use her words, chew through all the other women in the chamber. And Becky's next. Also, you guys and have to. That. Sometimes you have to realize. Um. Sometimes you're supposed to have a favorite who just goes in and dominates. You know, yeah. like, I know we got annoyed with it happening maybe so often with Brock Lesnar, and that, and that's fair. But, like, right now, Shayna Baszler needs to be separated from other people. You know, what it, in fact, she was probably not done any real service in terms of, like, how much she struggled in the triple threat with, who was it, Bailey and Becky? No. Yeah. Was it Bailey and Becky? It was. I think it was Bailey and Becky. Yeah. She just dominated them at that at that Survivor Series. 
And like, and then poor poor Bailey, man. She she went in and took the L. Well, yeah, it did. It was it was a yeah. Bailey took the L. You know, Baszler ended up going through a table at the end. They tried to like give it back to Becky, but the the truth is, um, I, I was listening to which podcast was it? What culture? I think. I think I was listening right. to the What Culture podcast this week, and they were they were making a really excellent point, you know, about get, creating Shayna as this real, true monster heel for Becky. That, that that no matter what is just coming after, and she can't escape it. And it's it's what else is the story? What else is yeah, the mean, story? That is, that's it. That that is the story. Is that she's terrifying and she's unstoppable. So yeah, she should run through the elimination chamber. That's exactly what should happen. Um, Especially after she already already beat on Becky. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else you expect to happen. I'll say this about elimination chamber: it, considering it didn't have the most hype leading up to it, um, I thought it turned out to be a pretty good show. Um, and really, they yeah, really. Same. They really set the pace well, of course, with the um, uh, with with the with the Gulak Daniel Bryan, um, and that the tag team elimination chamber too. I mean, Otis, I've never seen that spot before. How he just ran through two two plexiglass windows and is out of the chamber. Yeah, and by the oh oh my gosh, I forgot to say. First of all, yes, dope spot. Second of all. Um, I was in catering and I saw Otis for the first time. You know, these are guys who came up when I was gone. So Otis was walking by me. I was talking to Big E and he said, what's up right. to Big E? And then he said, he like walked by me and I stuck out my hand and I said, I was like, Hey, I'm Peter. And he shook my hand and then with his other hand rubbed my head as hard as he could. Like I was a dog and went, Petey. <laughs> how good it. is that i love it i was like I oh my it. god you live the gimmick otis you really are otis this is amazing i love it uh he's so popping what a, what a star otis is they really he is he has so many layers that make him entertaining um so let's see i guess we gotta I guess we got to take a few mailbag things, even though I got to go. But oh, here we go. Let, let me get you some for the people. For the people. Oh, I'm sorry. Mail. Uh, let's see. Tyler says, "Hey, sweet Pete, and the stat unavailable. Wonder of the world. That's amazing. So you're not. The, do you realize what he did there? Instead of the eighth wonder of the world, it says the parentheses stat unavailable wonder of the world." Okay. It's genius. Um, I'm sure you'll be dipping into the mailbag much more with shows inevitably being canceled. That's a great point, guys. We're gonna have yeah, to come up here, with here we go. We're gonna we're gonna have to be coming up with whole themes potentially. Although I think my prediction is WWE will just run shows with no crowd um, or from the PC. And by the way, are they gonna have a crowd at the PC? I don't know. They had one for NXT Wednesday. But that was the night everything yeah. changed, though. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I think WWE will probably still have wrestling one way or the other moving forward. But yeah, we'll probably have to, it, there's the chance we'll have to come up with some content. He said, uh, so you'll be dipping the mailbag. You talked recently about Jericho's theme, Judas and the lyrics, but how about some love for Cody's? Um, forget that it's a unique entrance, but the lyrics alone. And my father said, when I was younger, hard times breed better men. And, you took it all away. I give it all away. Can't take my freedom. Here to change the game. A banner made of pain. I built my kingdom. Now you bow to me. You took my dreams, but not my name. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. He said, I didn't know that either. He said, clearly, not only is it a banner of a theme song, but it means a lot to him. I love the attention to detail. Anyway, stay mage and enjoy yourself. And parentheses by washing your hands. Well said. Um, Brian has a suggestion, it looks like. Uh, first and foremost, I hope you and your family and SGG and the entire Cheap Heat universe are healthy and safe. Normally, I write you wrestling-related emails, but today I was hoping you could harness the power of the Michael K. Show oh. to put an idea out there on what should replace March Madness programming next week. 
Presumably CBS and or NCA own all the footage of the previous tournaments, right? So how about in every time slot that would have been this year's games, we get classic March Madness instead? All the craziest upsets, Valpo, Steve Nash in Santa Clara, George Mason, Florida Gulf Coast, all the most legendary games, Bird vs. Magic, um, Jimmy V and NC State vs. Houston, Duke, Kentucky 92, Anova UNC from a few years ago, then maybe they could even find a game of your stupid idiot Maryland team that won an 0-2. That is worth rewatching. <laughs> Give everyone a way to disengage. I don't know why he took a shot. Uh, maybe he went to Indiana or something. I don't know. But you know what? I do love the idea of it, right? Because that is programming that's already set aside. Like, if I'm them, you know, maybe the advertisers are like already pulled out, but like, if they ran classic, I, I, I will bring this up on the K show. If they ran like literally the best, like, let's say for the first round, right? For Thursday and Friday, instead of the 32 games they would normally have, they ran the 32 best first round games ever. That could be pretty cool. That could. But then how do you decide which games to run in the next round? Just like. Then, then you run the 16 best of the next round. Then you run the eight best of the next round. And then the final, you know what I'm saying? So you still have the same amount of games. They're just, they're just the best games from those rounds. Um, and then it, while you're doing that, you could also have like a, a smaller tournament for people to vote online to see what you're going to play for the finals because they got to play a finals. That's a great point, and that could be voted on. Um, I like that. I'm glad we came up with that. Yeah, I'm glad I came up with that on my own. Um, That's pretty good. No, and I guess though, also you wouldn't even have to show that many games because they normally have four channels running stuff. Fine, you don't you don't have four channels running stuff. You could just do it on one channel, so you don't even have to have thirty two games in the first round. You could just run one game at twelve o'clock, one game at two thirty, one game at five, one game at seven, one game at nine. So like five games a day, essentially each day. Uh, it would be cool to have one channel doing that. I would enjoy it and at least let people live in that moment a little bit. You know, um, that was a very cool thing from Brian. Let's see. Mail. Mark writes, Rosenberg and SGG, first of all, awesome to hear you're back where you belong. I heard it late on the pod, and I had to go back and actually watch the kickoff show. With a lot of other sports, such as college basketball, going forward with empty arena games, well, not anymore. Do you think WWE would consider such a thing? Well, this is all out now because he sent that on March 11th, three days ago, and now the empty arena thing isn't really happening. Um, Let's see. Mail. Charles writes this and he says, you like the local news story from Detroit about WrestleMania 3, so I thought I'd pass along this link. I was 13 when WrestleMania 3 took place and went with my brother and three of my uncles. One of my uncles took his camera and took a, a, a bunch of pictures, which he had developed and threw in a drawer and left them there until a few years ago when he found them and gave them to me. I scanned them and posted them on Reddit. Um, he said even the maker of shoes said they were among the coolest things he's ever seen. He sent me the link, and I'm going to look now. Oh, my God. Dude. I'm clicking the link. Dude, look at the first picture and he has. Do you see, see what the it. first picture is? I see it. It's it's Andre in mid-slam from Hogan. Are you kidding me? Oh, my. How good a photographer. the tearing of the shirt. The tearing. Oh, my God. Yo, dude. I'm not kidding, Charles. I may need to get one of these. I may need to blow one of these up. These are the kind of pictures I want. Like, I wanted... I, I didn't even know if anyone had pictures like this. Oh, my... And and first of all, shout out to his uncle and his dad, because where, where Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hold on. Do you see the Savage one? Did, did you did you click where? the 10 more yet? I did not. If you I, click, I it says it says there are ten more. He has Savage doing the double axe handle off the top rope. That might, I might need that framed in my living room. These are incredible. Oh my god! I remember every spot. He has the picture of when Ricky had Savage up above his head. He has on the choke. Holy! He has he has Roddy Piper throwing Adrian Adonis into Jimmy Hart. It's like he got every moment from the event. Oh my. Yeah, no, this is this is incredible, dude. 
how did he take pictures like this? Spent a little too much of his film on, he was too excited early. Spent too many pictures on Billy Jack Haynes <laughs> versus Hercules. <laughs> this is. Shout out to the king, King Harley Race. Oh my. Oh, there we go. He has Bundy and the little guys. He oh, has Bundy, patient. he has Bundy mid slam of the little guy. Are you kidding? Wait. Oh my god! Dude, do you see the Heart Foundation one with, with Danny Davis going over the top rope? Did yep. He, that might be the one right I need. Now. That might be the one I need. These are absolutely ridiculous. I don't even know, like, I'm gonna post these guys, but I have to even think- I was think, gonna say, can we shit? Like, Oh no, he already posted them on Reddit. Oh, look, Davy Boy. Oh my god, I could have posted that picture yesterday for Davy Boy. Davy Boy throwing Danny Davis over the top rope. So, I, I almost want to come up with something special to post these, like, I'm blown away, man. And I really yeah. might need you to, to, uh, send me like a, a print or, um, I gotta see if I could blow one of them up. I don't know how big you could do it because I don't know how low the quality is, but I'm blown away by these. Charles and um, I'll I'll figure. I know everyone's probably going crazy right amazing. now. I know everyone's probably going insane right now because we're talking about them and you can't see them. I will come we have up to tweet this so that you can see it at least if you're on Twitter exactly what because this what we're talking about. Yeah, maybe I'll just. <sighs> I'm gonna send out the tweet right now. No, no, hold on. You let's think. No, no, SGG. Let's think about SGG. There's value in these photos, man. We got to think for a second, okay? Please. This could people be. Are gonna wanna, people are going to want to see it while they experience our reaction. Yeah, but from the time we finish talking to the time when they hear the podcast, we have a little bit of time. All right, you're right. Why don't we say this? Keep an eye on me and go check me in SGG's social media handles, and we'll come up with something. Because I just don't know. Maybe maybe don't drop the whole bomb. Give them a few at a time. I mean, I know the Reddit page already exists, but maybe you're right. We can just post the whole thing. I, yeah, I, I don't we'll know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm not even thinking clearly. I'm too blown away by these pictures. Um, wow. On that note, go check me in SGG's social media, uh, Instagram and Twitters, and you'll you'll see some of these. Um, SGG, I really need you to do, do, a, do me a favor. It's it's not about it's not about enjoying yourself, and it's not about um, staying mage. It's only take it easy, man. Yeah, take it easy, man. That's what we need. Everyone out there, take it easy, man. And uh, feel free to reach out on email, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Hit us on the social media. The podcast will not go anywhere. I have a whole setup in my house. SGG can do the show from his house, so the podcast will not go anywhere. And frankly, if I'm stuck yeah, in the house... Social distancing is not stopping Cheap Heat. No, that you will not have a social distance from Cheap Heat. And frankly, if I'm stuck in the house as much as I'm worried I might be, you might be getting five Cheap Heats a week. Who knows? So, um... Appreciate you guys, and uh, yeah, take it easy. Oh, and also... It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce, in the corner to my left... The major state. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mitch.